1: First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parking and Andrew Philipola. All right, let's let's do the rest of these here. Uh, Dolphins and Jets. What a pathetic, unwatchable football game. Yeah, that's how screwed. much you get. Steelers. Do? I watched yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, you watched the whole thing, start to finish. I saw your little TV set up there. It was adorable. How small was that smallest monitor? By the way, you're a successful man. Well, but that's to make sure that it doesn't block any of the big TV <laughs> okay yeah it was it's like a twenty inch computer monitor no that's like, that's a that's like a twenty four inch flat screen TV yeah i was i was i was i was embarrassed there so Demar Hamlin's become you know the the big feel good story and he should sure. be right obviously um how Far down the list would I have to go for you? Biggest stories of the NFL this season before we got to Tua's future as a football player is in jeopardy. Well, I'm trying to think about this like... First of all, do you agree with the premise do you agree that Tua's football career is in jeopardy?
0: Well, some, some a, a doctor is going to have to put his name on his return, which I think is a very difficult thing to do. To say, this guy, I mean, really he's had three concussions, but they deny the first one there. You know, that's the crazy thing about that whole situation is that they still don't look at what happened in the Buffalo game as a concussion. They act like it was a back injury.
1: And you've so, seen the line, right, for this game? It's like 11, 10 and a half. Yeah. So which so that obviously reflects to not playing. Yeah, they expect that to be probably uh banged up Teddy Bridgewater or Skyler Skyler Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, man. Um it it I don't I think Tua's season is over. And then And then no one would be shocked if he plays next year. Obviously, but right. I don't know, man. Like if if you if you if you miss the playoffs and you and then all of a sudden this you get back up into this the whole thing starts again and people start revisiting and really thinking about it and then you put his size into the equation. I, I think his career's in jeopardy.
0: Well, I don't. I mean, why would you want to invest a lot of money in him? Right Or why would you trade for him, given everything that went on this year, plus the hip injury that happened, too? I mean, he just, it's not like this is his first, this is obviously the most serious one, because we're talking about a brain. But, you know, he's not somebody that's ever had the durability label put on him, really, even going back to his college career. So I agree with you that his career is really, I think, on shaky ground. I also think that my – but in a weird way, Tua's value ended up going up because we learned that it was not an interchangeable part quarterback thing. San Francisco, oh, it's the system. Oh, it's all the great players. Oh, it's the play caller. Look at Brock Purdy. Well, those same things should have applied to Skylar Thompson, and they didn't. Oh, oh well, I,
1: listen! I I I agree. Like Tua is Tua is good. Um, I don't think he's great. I would not have loved. Like I, you know, I'm I'm not totally sold on Bryce Young because of his size. Like but I, that's I, I,
0: supposed to be a turnkey offense with McDaniel. Yes, with Hill and, waddle and Hill, with yes. Waddle, with the play calling that somebody should just be able to step in there and score twenty plus points, no problem. And when Bridgewater and Thompson were in there. They couldn't do jack squat, which I think goes against what was the narrative for most of the year against Tua, which was anybody right. could go in there and score and play well in that offense.
1: Yes, and I was someone who was subscribing to that narrative. Yes, I I, I agree with you. Like I, I Tua is clearly, I mean, his accuracy and his anticipatory throws and his pocket presence is very very good. Um, so I really, 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 really hope I'm wrong. He, he he makes the league more interesting. He makes that team more interesting. He makes that division more interesting. I'd love to see him and Josh Allen go go at it for for ten years. You know, like, but whew, he is. I it, to me, it's a top five story, and it might be the second biggest. Like, because you know, it's it's tough to always quantify. Like, is Rogers done? Is Brady done? Yeah. Like, those have been yeah, stories yeah, that we've yeah. been dealing with for five years. But like, if Tua goes from. Being doubted to being in the MVP talk to missing playoff games and his career in question, that's a roller coaster of a season. Um, all right, Philly and the Giants. Hurts played. He didn't really scramble at all. It was very clear that they were doing whatever they could to protect him from taking any hits in this game, but they did lock up the one seed. Does Philly feel like a one seed?
0: Not right now, and honestly, it was more for me about some of the plays their defense gave up in this game. And I know they didn't give up a ton of points, but Davis Webb cooked them on a few t- on a few plays and moved the ball at times effectively on them, Hit- cooked up with Galladay late on a touchdown. That made it a game again, and it's like, man, the Eagles from around Halloween would have beaten this Giants team by like 40. I mean, they would have embarrassed this team. They would have been a non-competitive game. It wouldn't have even been close. They would have gotten up big. And I know like even the Eagles at times have had a reputation even when they were at their best of letting teams back into games. But I watched a huge chunk of that game today. And I just, I mean, they did what they needed to do. But that's the best I can say about it. Like, all right, you took care of business, but you didn't really like
1: you didn't send a statement to the rest of the league with the way you played today. Not at all. But I I think they they strike me as a team that's going to really, really benefit from the buy. Like. They get healthy, let some other teams get banged up. Get Jalen Hurts running the ball again, which is clearly a huge part of what makes that offense dynamic and impossible to defend. You know, it's like I we expect Josh Allen to run the ball more once the playoffs begin, right? Like those guys, some some guys, like they, they're so established as passers that they save it for the postseason. We've seen that with Mahomes a little bit. Um, Hurts hadn't really been saving it. But then he's out for a couple of games, they lose him, and then he's saving it in this game. It feels like they get healthy, the NFC is bad, and then they reassert their dominance. I, I, I still think we're getting Niners-Eagles. I mean, I'm trying to like guard against recency bias with Philly, because I've seen them in big spots, because like I got this this was a big spot cuz they had to clinch the one seed but they weren't ever really in jeopardy of losing mm-hmm. and he was clearly still playing through pain so i just it felt to me like one of those like half measures that you were talking about with dallas i want to
0: see i'd want to see the giants or bucks if i'm them it won't be seattle seattle won't be san francisco obviously
1: yeah um you I mean, know they'd they crushed they crushed the, the giants yeah. with like, like they did a month and a half ago, right? Did they score forty-eight in that game? Yeah, I, I
0: think that. Look, they'd be favored against the Cowboys, and I'd probably pick them against the Cowboys. Yeah, but I, I, I think if I'm them, I prefer. Like, I, I, I can't see ten. I think, I think Brady would just get swallowed up. I agree. by their defensive line in that game and wouldn't be able to do much. So I think that's the best case scenario for them right now.
1: San Francisco, Arizona. The Niners have won ten straight. Brock Purdy had three touchdowns today. Hung another huge number on the board. Yes, it was Arizona. Are you prepared to say that Brock Purdy can win the Super Bowl? Oh man,
0: I I, I tried to um, I resisted this notion for the longest time, but I think I'm going to say yes now.
1: I think you have to.
0: I think I'm going to say yes.
1: I think yep. I, I I I think you have to. Now it's it's not it's not a particularly impressive win streak. I'll just, let me just I'll run the teams, all right? Rams, chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Washington, Vegas, Arizona. Like there's not there's not a tier one Super Bowl contender, a couple playoff teams. But well, there's not there's not another right, like the last time they played a tier one team was the Chiefs, they lost. Um, and they lost, they lost handily. So the only argument you have is they haven't really been tested. And when they get tested, it's gonna be on the road across the country in Philly. So that's a real tough spot. But 10 straights, 10 straight, man. I, I think I think we have to say that Brock Purdy could be Super Bowl MVP. Because if you're the quarterback of a team that's in the Super Bowl, you can win MVP. I feel like Brock Purdy could go from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl MVP. I do. Oh, man, what a story that would be. It'd be incredible. Um,
0: well, I think that they got a break with Seattle in this way. I think if it's Green Bay, I think the story is Rodgers going back to Northern California – you know, he's gotten beat by them twice in the playoffs. He's the underdog. It's not the Niners as the better team. The weight of expectations is a, is on San Francisco. I mean, they're a huge favorite against Seattle, but it's just, it's just a football game now. I mean, there's no, like, there's no, like, deeper meaning attached to this game. It's not, if it's the Packers and 49ers, Brock Purdy's getting thrown into a game where, like it or not, he's going up against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's, you know, he's got to be human nature thinking about that matchup the entire week leading up to it. And who knows how that affects him. Now it's just,
1: you know, a team that... You got to be a division team for the third time.
0: Yeah, true. You're much but, better
1: than them, though. You're much better. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, yeah. you know, I don't think... I don't think Brock, Brock Purdy didn't, you know, when he was in Ames, Iowa, wasn't thinking about playing Geno Smith in January football games. But he might have been doing that about Aaron Rodgers, you know? So I just think from a psychological standpoint, I just think it's much easier for a young green quarterback to play in this playoff
1: game now. Falcons, Bucks. we've already talked a decent amount about Brady and the Tampa. We can do it again if you want. Um, Desmond Ritter finally got some touchdowns had a pretty good game but there's no chance they pass on a quarterback right they're they're in the quarterback they're in the quarterback market whether it's whether it's draft or acquiring a veteran At, atlanta is not going into next year with desmond ritter as the incumbent unchallenged starter that is that division is going to probably have four new
0: starting quarterbacks next year the guys who finished the year darnold dalton Brady, and Ritter. Yep. That is That division is going to have the most upheaval in turnover. And I do think that, in a way, it's going to attract some veterans with options because they probably think they could go into
1: that division and win, you know? Yeah, Garoppolo um, is starting in that division. Somebody like that, exactly. Derek Carr is starting in that division, yeah. Right. So, you know, I think...
0: Let me ask you this question: If you were if you were a guy like a Derek Carr, which team would interest you more, the Bucks or the Falcons?
1: Um, what's Mike Evans doing? What do you mean? What is he doing? He's playing. Well, I mean, like if I'm Tampa, I would try to tear it down. If I'm losing Brady, like in an eminently winnable division. I just am not interested in going nine and eight. Um, like it feels like you're building something more with more of a young core in Atlanta and you get to play in the dome. So. Like
0: London, Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts.
1: Yeah. A top. What is it? The fourth or fifth pick in the draft? No, Uh, they went
0: seven and 10.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Seven and 10. Um, yeah, I would – I I mean, Tampa's the better – Like for next year, I think Tampa's more likely to win more games, but for the next three years, I think Atlanta's in a better position. You know? So Derek Carr probably looks at it with a little bit longer runway. So I, I think Atlanta's a better – like, again, if it's for next year, it's Tampa. If it's for the next three to five, I think it's Atlanta. What about you?
0: I would. I would say Tampa – just because I've seen Evans and Godwin and those guys get it done, and who knows what happens with Pitts coming back from this injury he should probably still be good. Um, but as I say that out loud, like, you know, is Todd Bowles going to be their coach
1: there again next year? Right. It's not, so, I mean, it's I, I don't think it's a great situation. Um all right, Seattle and the uh Rams. and the Rams. Geno Smith tweeted after the game, the funny thing is I'll be way better with a full off season to focus on improvements from actual game reps, but that can wait. Go Lions. I thought that was like a little weird. Like he yeah. said, but that can wait, go Lions. But he's like already talking about like the haters and how he's going to be even better. And almost like he's hearing the noise. of If he's really the answer for, for Seattle long-term because they've got the Denver pick. My 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 magic around Seattle and Geno Smith has, has worn off. And Ooh. I think they're going to – I mean, I still think it's an incredible story. Uh, but I think they're going to get blown out. And I'm not as – I think they're going to try to sign him to a contract, but it still wouldn't shock me if they took a QB either. What about you? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. I think that they'd be
0: um, – I think that it would be a mistake to not seriously look at the quarterbacks at the top of that draft. I'm not huge on those guys, Stroud – Young, you know, Levis has tailed way off. Same thing with Richardson's got incredible tools, but did not have a good year at Florida. Um, but I think you have to look at those guys. Dude, how about McVeigh? How about this McVeigh situation? Like, I had heard this for for a few weeks that basically like Peyton is just gonna tag out and he's gonna tag into Fox and do that for like a year or two and then but like what does the what does the Sean Payton job at Fox even pay you know he's not
1: doing I yeah I mean it's well that's the thing like the number one game analyst like if you're in the rotation to call the Super Bowl you make like 15 to 20 million dollars a year right if you're Terry Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson, and you are you are Fox NFL football, and you've been there for, uh, you know, twenty something seasons, you probably make a couple million bucks. But like, if you're the number two or number three analyst, like if you're Charles Davis, don't you you probably make like five hundred grand? Well, uh, Peyton would be on that.
0: I, I would I would expect Peyton. Or Peyton, excuse me. Yeah, I would have been saying Peyton, but I I know but I but but Sean Payton I would been, expect McVay would like if he's gonna take Sean Payton's gig at Fox, he would be on set, and that would just be a ridiculous pay cut off of the like fifteen million dollars a year he's making right now. Right, to I bet I be bet he get, gets
1: a million or two million, something like that, to do that job. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, unless
0: you know, Brady plays again next year and they move uh, Greg Olson down and McVeigh becomes their number one analyst until
1: yeah, but they, Brady's but, but ready. But Brady, I mean, Brady's signed. Olson's getting the Super Bowl this year. They don't have the Super Bowl next year. So like you can pay Sean Payton. or excuse, Sean uh, McVeigh. You're going to pay Sean McVeigh. $15 million to be your number one game analyst when he's never done it before to not call a Super Bowl? It seems ridiculous. I think they would
0: just move Olsen to the two team, like they plan on doing with Brady.
1: Well, right, but I'm saying that like, but like Brady's gonna be so they've got the Super Bowl this year, not next year, and then the year after that, right? Fox has two of the next three Super Bowls. Brady's calling the Super Bowl in three years. He's not. They they didn't give him three hundred million dollars to not call either of those Super Bowls, right? The guys would agree. Three more seasons. I would agree. I mean, I would agree with you.
0: I think that I think McVeigh McVeigh's been influenced a lot by Gruden because he was with him when he was so young and saw the amount of money that John obviously made doing Monday Night Football. He was really good at it, and I think. I think McVeigh has told his agent that, like, I can be, you know, John Gruden basically on TV without all the baggage that comes with Gruden now. Right. And he's got the Super Bowl cachet, but you know, Aikman's not getting fired, Romo's not going anywhere. Would NBC get rid of Chris Collinsworth for Sean McVay? What What if it's just
1: What if it's just he doesn't want to lose? He's like, this this is going to be a multi-year rebuild. I'll take a pay cut. I'll hang out with my supermodel wife. I'll sit on the sidelines for a few years until my contract expires. And then I'll go back. I I only want to, I'm going to be a mercenary. I'm only going to go coach good teams. What if it's not about prestige with TV and it's just about not wanting to be on part of a five-win team? So he, so he's just convinced right now, given the trades they've made and the roster they have, that
0: they can't come back and win next year.
1: You yeah, I mean, maybe it's just an old, it's an old team, and they've traded all of their draft picks. Yeah, right. Like I've got my ring, I've got my boyish good looks, I've got my money,
0: my like, boyish good looks.
1: Listen to you. I mean, he's a good-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're way long here. Do you have a strong opinion on what the better job is? Last game was Saints-Panthers. What's the better head coach job?
0: Well, I don't think it's off the board that Sean Payton goes back to the Saints with Brady. That those two guys what? are... What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a, that's a hell of a hour and seven minute... Take. Well, well we didn't have a chance to talk about the saints
1: until now that's true i don't know sean payton was pretty compelling on tv talking about his jobs and the interview process and what would have to happen to the saints and he he rattled off like all six coaches who have ever been traded for draft pick compensation like he had clearly studied it i don't i don't think he's going back to new world i think that him and brady might try to team up again in miami uh i think I think that's in play. I think he wants a great quarterback. I don't think the
0: NFL will let that happen
1: in Miami. Yeah. Because of the tampering stuff. Pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone will go for the Chargers job. We talked about it if that opens. But between these two, I mean, Wilkes went, what, six and six after taking over from Matt Rule? He probably deserves it, but he's not going to get it. Nope. And if I'm
0: David Tepper, you know, I'm one of the richest dudes on yeah. planet Earth. I don't want to settle for just an average coach. I want to get something better than that. No, I just think, you know, it's it the easiest way for Sean Payton to work with Tom Brady is if he just goes back to New Orleans and if Brady signs
1: there as a free agent. So you've got a winnable we've got a winnable division, we've got a dome. Yeah. You've got, you've, you've got a wave you got a number one receiver. That's Michael Thomas a,
0: comes back, maybe. I don't know. Although him and Sean Payton don't seem to see
1: eye yeah, on that, many that's things.
0: All right, no. you trade him. I mean, their defense played great in the second half of the year. I think Dennis Allen just becomes the defensive coordinator
1: again. Are you convinced that Sean Payton's a great coach? Um, I feel like he was a very good play caller who got
0: Drew Brees. I think he's a poor man's Andy Reid. But I'm going to emphasize
1: poor man. Yeah. I don't, I think he's a very good, yeah. Like I said, very good play caller who got the Dan Marino of his generation who completed every pass. And I think he's a top 10 coach in the NFL if he goes back in. But he's closer to 10 than five. Yeah. I'd like to see him. The quarter, the the coaches who we never get to see without the great quarterback, like, I just – I'm never as impressed. Well, he did an okay job with Jameis. Okay. I got hurt. And, but he was obsessed with Taysom Hill. Yes, that is a blind spot. <laughs> yeah. So, I just – just, it, it made me think a lot less of him. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. So, we're going to get into the – we're going to get into the matchups for – they're calling it Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, they're going way too overboard with that. Yeah. They're, they're, call, they're calling it super wild card weekend because we're all just jonesing to see the Seattle Seahawks take on for Vikings Giants. Yeah, we got we to gotta see it. Uh, all right, subscribe, all right, rate, do. review. Tell someone about this podcast uh, ahead of the NFL playoffs. Do us a favor with that. Thank you to Spencer Ray, our producer. We'll talk to you Thursday night and Friday morning.